You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Peshemesh Israel 5782, 2022. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Kiseitse. In our Parsha, the Medrash, the first piece in the Medrash, speaks about the mitzvah Kikare Kansipur Lefanecha. What happens when you trip over, so to speak, a, a nest, a bird's nest? You want to take the eggs, or you want to take the chicks, it's an obligation the Torah commands us to send away the mother bird before taking the eggs or the chicks. Now, what is the idea, what is the concept behind this mitzvah? So, we're going to talk about this, and it's a very important idea, very deep idea, applies to every single one of us, and our general understanding of the Torah, how do we approach the Torah, especially in light of the fact that together we are learning medrash, for all intents and purposes, quite often. And Often in the Medrash, we understand the concepts behind the mitzvahs. The Torah gives us the right, gives us the permission to try to plumb the depths, or plume the depths of what is the concept behind the mitzvahs, behind the commandments. And yet at the same time, as we'll soon see, we need to have caution. We need to exercise caution as we try to understand the Torah's mitzvahs. And we need to know that although we do try to understand the mitzvahs, we can never fully understand the mitzvahs, nor do we want to fully understand it, because, of course, God's wisdom is much greater than our human wisdom. But let's, for a moment, take a look inside and see how the Medrash explains the concept of the mitzvah of Kansipur, of sending away the mother bird, which is really, if you have the opportunity, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to do it, I actually did not long ago, my neighbor had a nest, about a year ago my sister had a nest on their, whichever, uh, you know, some location obviously, in their, on their porch, on their, in the vicinity of their home, and uh, it's possible to do, it's an exciting mitzvah to, to, to do, it's not something that happens very often, but let's see something important and deep about this mitzvah. So the, the Medrash starts off talking not about the mitzvah of Kansipur, not the mitzvah of sending away the mother bird, but rather, starts off talking about a child. You have an obligation, a person has a child, a baby boy, it's an obligation to give him a circumcision. Now, what if the child is born circumcised, and it does happen, I'm aware of certain cases, indeed, where it happened. What happens when a child, is, the foreskin is not there? So what do you do? What's the halacha? Does one have to do anything else in order to perfect, let's say, the mila, the circumcision? The Medrash says that there's a concept that even if the child is born already circumcised, so we give the circumcision, we, we are matif mimeno dambris, it's called, which means we take a, a, a drop of blood, Avram Avinu, Abraham, as the Mephorshim explained, when he had his bris, he was 100 years old. That skin, that layer of skin, was no longer there. It doesn't remain for the person's whole life. Clearly, in order to fulfill the obligation, he just took out a drop of blood, as the Eitz Yosef says. So we see generally there's a concept that one is obligated to take a little bit of blood, a drop, a prick, in order to fulfill a mitzvah, the Torah says, Himol, Himol, double language. 
Whenever the Torah says a double language, it teaches us that it needs to be done no matter what. Right? We find Hashiv Teshivim, obligation to return a lost object, even if the object gets lost a number of times, still one does need to return it again and again. Other places you see the double language that it needs to be done no matter what. Even in a circumstance where you wouldn't have thought it should be done again, a person is being uh, perhaps not watching his object, still has to be returned. So too, when it comes to the obligation of Mila, when it comes to the obligation of circumcision, even if it seems like perhaps one should not do the mitzvah because it's not possible, there is a way to do it indeed. Okay, how does this connect to the concept of in our parsha, the concept of sending away the mother bird? Let's see. Why is it, says the Medrash, that a child, we wait for the eighth day? And again, whenever Chazal are explaining the mitzvahs, it's so that we can have a little bit of a depth. Because of course, the Kodesh Baruch Hu's wisdom is so deep that we can't possibly know all of the reasons behind the mitzvahs. But one idea, one concept behind it, or one, I would say, lesson we can learn from this mitzvah, why is it that we wait until the eighth day? It represents the fact that God has mercy upon the child and says, look, child is born, comes out into the world, let's give it a chance to strengthen itself. Give it eight days. By the eighth day, it has enough strength within, within itself to be able to withstand the mitzvah of Mila, the circumcision, the removal of that skin, thin layer of skin. Here's where we come back to the mitzvah of Kansipur, sending away the mother bird. Says the Medrash, just like Hashem's compassion is on a human being, meaning Hashem is mitchashev, he thinks about the human being, what's going to be the best way for the child to be nimoil, to be circumcised, how can this child get back its koach? So too Hashem, Hashem also has mercy, so to speak, upon an animal. We find that when it comes to bringing a sacrifice, the animal has an opportunity to live a little, so to speak. Till its eighth day, only after its eighth day do we bring the animal as a sacrifice. We find that God has mercy, or perhaps we could say, God wants to teach us mercy. Don't kill an animal and the baby of the animal on the same day. We don't want to destroy generations of animals. We have to have mercy upon the animals. Hashem has mercy upon the animals. Just like Hashem has mercy and compassion upon animals. God also has compassion upon the birds. Shem says, look, if you're going to take the, you have, an, you have the, the right, right? Everything, all of that which is in the world is there to serve man. The human being is the pinnacle of creation. You're allowed to take the eggs of, of a bird. You're allowed to eat the, the eggs. You're allowed to take the chicks in order to do with them as you wish. However, have compassion upon the mother bird. A mother bird has an instinct to love its children, to love its babies, to, to, to want to sit on its eggs. Before you take those eggs and you cause pain to the mother bird, send away the mother bird. Have compassion. Hashem has compassion upon the, the birds. 
And we should learn that compassion as well. As the Pesach tells us. Now, the Meforshim are Miskashim. Meforshim have the problem of how can we understand this Medrash? This Medrash is telling us that the reason behind the mitzvah is that Hashem has compassion upon the animals. And we are to have compassion upon the animals. But the problem is that we have a Gemara in Brachis. Famous Gemara in Brachis. Whoever says that the reason that Hashem has done, has, has commanded us to send away the mother bird is because of his compassion. We, we tell him to be quiet. A person who prays in this way, he says, God, you have mercy upon the birds, have mercy upon us. Whoever prays in that way, if we tell him that's not a good prayer, that's not the correct prayer. And Rashi there explains, as I'm a fortune here bring, Rashi explains what's the reason? Why do we not want to pray this way? Two two possibilities. One possibility is because it's just we, we don't think that way about the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are Xeris Hamelech. We don't do mitzvahs because we understand them, we understand that Hashem is compassionate you know, on the animals. We do the mitzvahs because that is the decree of God. Hashem said to do this mitzvah. We don't understand the mitzvahs. We're not we're not to pretend that we understand the mitzvahs. So if a person starts saying a pshat like that, starts saying a prayer like that, we quiet him. That's one explanation Rashi says. The other explanation is because it's matil kina, but my sabracious, which means that it creates jealousy amongst the creations. Right? If you say that God has compassion, look, God didn't say if you you know, if you want to, let's say, uh, you come to a tiger and you want to take the tiger's cubs in order to bring them to the zoo. Tiger doesn't say you have to send away the tiger in order to take, take the cubs. So, so maybe the tigers will be, will be upset because they'll look at the fact that you're taking the birds, first sending away the mother and then taking the, the chicks and they'll be jealous. That's not exactly what it means, but that's what it sounds like. The, the Maharazu explains that what it means is, that a person can say, look, just like Hashem singles out the, the, the baby birds, so to speak, for Rachamim to have compassion upon the baby bird, and He doesn't have that compassion upon the tigers. Maybe Hashem does not have compassion upon me. Maybe He has compassion upon others. We don't want people to think that Hashem singles out some creatures for compassion. So we, we say to Him, silence. Be quiet. Okay, so... But the Gemara clearly says that you're not to you're not to say that Hashem has compassion upon the birds, and you're not to single them out and say that Hashem has this compassion and this exerus hamelech. What is that? How do we reconcile our medrash, which seems to say that Hashem does indeed have compassion, when the Gemara in Brachas clearly says that that's not how we're to approach it? Like, what's the proper approach? So there's a very interesting explanation here. The way that we reconcile this is very interesting, and we'll see in the Hemshech, in the continuation of the, of the Medrash, that there is a, a great depth here that really does apply to us very much. We need to think about this in our approach to Mitzvahs, and how we understand, and how we look at, and how we fulfill the Mitzvahs, the commandments of Hashem. And the explanation here is, look, it is true. It is absolutely true that Hashem has absolute compassion, but we need to be careful about how we express the fact that He has compassion. We need to know intellectually that it sh- we shouldn't fall into a trap. It's absolutely true that Hashem has compassion on the birds. It is absolutely true that Hashem has compassion upon the animals, and is for certain true that Hashem has compassion 
upon all human beings. That's represented by the fact that he tells us these mitzvahs. And it's also represented by the fact that he wants us to learn compassion through the mitzvahs. But we still have to be careful about our approach to mitzvahs and know. We need to know. It's so important to know that no matter what explanation, no matter how much depth we think that we understand when it comes to the mitzvahs, we're just scratching the surface. We're just looking at the beginning of it. And why is that so important? It's so important because we need to know that we don't feign to truly understand the depth of the mitzvahs because we do these mitzvahs because they're the Xeris HaMelech. These are decrees from Hashem. These are decrees from Hashem. And it applies whether or not we understand and we think we understand or we know the depth or we don't know the depth. And there are no exceptions either. Right? It's important to know. There are no exceptions. If the terrorist says to do something, and we think that we know the reason, and it doesn't apply to us. Sorry, sorry, Charlie. It applies to us. That's a very important point. It's, it's, it's like our approach to the Torah is absolute commitment, absolute subservience, the way the, the Madrigus Adam talks about it, the altar of Navardic, he says that, I choose not to choose. I choose that whatever the Torah chooses for me is my choice. The Torah's choice for me is that which is the best for me. The Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the creator of the world, writes within his Torah what is best for me. And even if I think that I know better, I don't know all of the outcomes. I don't know all of the hashlachot. I don't know all of the ramifications of my actions. The Torah does, because God is the one who knows all the ramifications of our actions and placed the most important and and far-reaching actions, the, the implications of our, re, of our actions, if we do them in consonance with the Torah, we know that we're going to be, ultimately, we're going to have the most powerful impact spiritually and in every way. Because it's important to know, the Torah is Xeris HaMelech, it is the decree of the king. When we do the Torah, we fulfill the mitzvahs based on whatever the Torah says. We're allowed to try to understand it. We're allowed to have a back and forth, a masa umatan, but ultimately we need to have this understanding that the Torah is fact. The Torah is the best for us. Hashem wants the best for us. He's our Father. He loves us. And if we don't understand it, or if we think we do understand it, we need to know that we are only scratching the surface. But let's see another point, which is very important in regards to the mitzvah of Kansipur, in regards to the mitzvah of setting away the mother bird. The Torah tells us that the schar, there's only a few mitzvahs, the Torah tells us the, the reward for the mitzvah. The schar for this mitzvah is that you're going to have a long life. That for doing this little mitzvah, I'm going to have long life. What is the idea? The Medrash continues and says, This is what the Pazik says, The ways of life, lest you weigh, lest you give them a certain value. They move around, you can't know. You can't know the ways of life. The Pazik in Mishle, in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 6, what is this concept? 
the ways of life, lest you try to measure them. Riyavakana says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is telling us, "Be careful! Don't measure. Don't, as we said first, don't think that you know the real reason behind the mitzvah. But another thing, don't think that you know which mitzvah has more value." Right? You have the word measuring with a peles, measuring with a with a moznayim, a scale. The, the, the scale of the mountains. Like a person can say, look, I wanna, I wanna hit the, hit the big ones, right? I wanna do the mitzvahs. I wanna fulfill the commandments. I'm gonna focus on and spend my time on the mitzvahs that are of greater value. Look, sending me the mother bird. It's a little mitzvah. Let me, let me steer away from the, the little ones. I wanna hit the big ones. I want to, you know, learn Torah. I want to focus all my energies on Torah. I want to do chesed, kindness. I want to do the big ones. But the little ones, it's not, I don't want to be so concerned with the little mitzvahs, so to speak. What does Hashem do? He says, don't think that way. Don't think that way. Hashem did not reveal the, the, Reward for each and every mitzvah. Hashem did not tell us the reward. Hashem did tell us the reward for this mitzvah. We're going to see the reason behind that shortly. Hashem did tell us the reward for, let's say, the mitzvah of Kibbutz of Aim, honoring our parents. The Torah did not, there are 613 commandments. The Torah did not give us the reward for each of those commandments. Why? Because He wants us, He wants us to wholeheartedly do all of the mitzvahs. He wants, there's a, there's a, a the word in, in Kabbalistic literature is, there's a partsuf. There's a full face. There's a full picture. That's the word I'm looking for. There's a full picture. Hashem wants the whole picture. He doesn't want mitzvahs left out. The, the, um, the cups of the scale move you can't know you can't know which one has greater value the mother of our dharma says the measure what is this like there was a king this is a, analogous to a king who he had he had hired a number of workers and he put them into his parties he had a, an orchard all kinds of different trees so some of the gilalan parties he didn't tell them how much each one is going to be paid for the work that they're doing with the particular tree that they're working with. He didn't, he didn't want each of these workers to only work on the trees that had more value, that were, that paid better. In the evening, so he calls each one, he says, which tree did you work with? So the first person said, I worked with this one. So he said, okay, you worked with this one, so this was peppers. And uh, you get paid one golden coin. He called another one, he said, which tree did you work with? He said, this one. He said, this one, you only get paid a half a golden coin. 
it's a it's just it doesn't even have any fruits or vegetables it's just a uh, a white it just has white flowers it's pretty but that's all so he asked another person he said which one did you use which one were you involved with he said this was the tree that I was working with he said that's an olive tree you get 200 zuz which it seems is more the workers started to complain they said it's not fair why don't you tell me which one's the best one so that I could work with the be- the better one so the king says look if I would have informed you so I, I, I need all the trees I need all the trees in my orchard to be worked with so who would have done it you would have you would have gone over to the tree that's more expensive that you get a better paycheck for or you would have complained okay in the same way Hashem did not reveal the schar, the reward for each of the mitzvahs who says look I want you to see one of the most powerful and important mitzvahs and one of the lightest seemingly Unimportant mitzvahs, I will tell you what the, the reward will be for each of them. Honoring our parents is one of the most important mitzvahs in the Torah. And what do we see? We see that the reward for it is having a long life. Pastor says explicitly in Shemais, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, honor your mother and your father so that you have a long life. Right, the pasuk reveals the Torah reveals the reward for that for that obligation. And the lightest of them is the mitzvah that we're talking about, which is sending away the mother bird. What is the reward? It's a long life. So what do we see? What do we learn from this? The Torah places the two, you know, presents them to us in a similar way to teach us. That you don't know, you don't know which one is chashuv. You don't know which of the mitzvahs of the commandments is more important and which of them is less important. And in a certain sense, they're both important. And in a certain sense, some yes, some are going to have a greater reward, some are going to have a lesser reward. But the Torah, by revealing to us and concealing from us the reward for mitzvahs, this teaches us that we're not to try to figure out. Which one is more important? We're not to try to figure that out so that we can focus completely on that. The Torah wants us to perform all of the commandments. The Torah wants us to, to do things not because we think we figured them out. Right? So in one respect, we talked about the fact that we're not supposed to try to figure it out because, hey, we just do it because that's what God wants. And, and He knows better than us. And in another sense, we're not to try to figure it out because we shouldn't use it as, as a, as, a reason for focusing on one mitzvah over another mitzvah. The Torah wants us to perform all of the mitzvahs. The Torah wants us to have a well-balanced diet. You know, which is a more important nutrient, vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, you know, calcium, iron. All the different nutrients have different amounts that we need, right? That's, you look on the back of a cereal box, you can see this one has a smaller amount in order to be a certain percentage of your, your daily intake, right? The mitzvahs also, we need to have a certain amount for our daily 
intake. We need to have that balanced mitzvah diet, our spiritual diet. But we don't know which is the most important. We don't know which is the vitamin C and which is the vitamin D. So the Torah says, I want you to take care of everything. Make sure you have everything. Don't, don't think about, don't be involved in which is the most important one. And the Torah wants us to have everything. It's very interesting, very deep, and very important in our approach to the Torah. We do the mitzvahs. Yes, we want to understand them, of course. It's important. It's important to have this kind of depth. It's important to have this kind of conversation about the mitzvahs. Why? What's the understanding of it? How does it affect us psychologically? It, you know, it has the impact of impressing us with the concept of rachamim, of having compassion upon animals, having compassion upon people, certainly. However, we need to understand that besides through that understanding, the simple understanding, besides the, there's also a greater depth. And we don't know what it is. And we also need to understand that no matter what, we have to do the mitzvahs because these are the mitzvahs of Hashem. And we need that fully balanced diet. We need that full, we need to have a robust spiritual diet. So I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able indeed to to fulfill the mitzvahs, to try to have a depth, but also have the humility to know that we don't know everything. Hashem should help us that we should indeed have that well-balanced spiritual diet. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.